Welcome to the Ether. Today is Thursday, January 26, 2023. Today on the Ether, the Luna Punks AMA. Let's take a listen. All right, all right, all right. I think nobody joined, but it's okay. <laughs> was the sound quality okay yes. for you guys? That's perfect. You know, the sound quality was super awesome, and then there was a fade in, and then there was a fade out. Yeah? I think that was super awesome. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Cool. All right. Uh, yeah, how's it going, Hippie? And everyone else, hope you guys have a great day, evening, morning, uh, midday, um, wherever you are in the world. Um, yeah, I thought we are going to have a, a catch-up, maybe. Maybe Hippie can tell us a bit about the development happening in the background. Um, maybe we're going to ask Hippie a bit about the current state of the chain, what his insights are. Um, also, in order uh, to maybe talk about proposals that recently came up um, regarding this is issue. And then, um, yeah, maybe we can also talk Yeah, about, what do you think? We can talk about the, the thing we talked about with uh, Strath Coley today, Hippie? Yep, sounds good. Sounds good. Um, yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, it's a uh, Lunar New Year from where I am at. So it's a Chinese New Year and uh, we do have like a few weeks of celebration, two weeks of celebration. Yeah, but for me, it's uh, two days and then it's back to work. And you know, all the thing that's going on in uh, Terra Classic, all the <laughs> uh, the big news about, about all notes and stuff. Yeah, I think it might be nice to discuss a little bit about that here from the perspective of our NFT ecosystem, Luna Punk's NFT ecosystem. I think that might be a fun thing to talk about. Yeah. And, uh, similarly, uh, any updates that we have, as well as uh, some of uh, the updates that we got from Strathcole, as well as Ed. Yep, I think we can touch on that as well. And anytime you have any questions, feel free to request as a speaker. And then Luna V-Shape and I, we'll take care of you, we'll bring you up and yeah, we'll hear what you have to say and we'll try to answer to the best of our abilities. Yep, sounds good. Yeah, maybe I can share a little bit about uh, what Strefco was uh, speaking about. I think that was pretty important. And um, yeah, I think that might be something nice to kick off uh, our, you know, mini Thursday night AMA with Luna Punks. Yep. So damn it, Hippie, my internet connection just uh, went from Wi-Fi to normal. Sorry to interrupt you. I uh, can't hear you anymore, so I need to rejoin. Uh, please give me another co-host. Okay. Yes, yes. Okay, yeah, I think this, this happens, right, because all of us are connecting all over the world. I think previously when uh, I was joining some of the spaces, the Twitter spaces, it seems like it was a little bit difficult to 
um, connect and stay on the the space. Yeah, so if you're if you're having issues connecting and you know staying on the uh, listening to this AME, do send me a ping and let me know. Yeah, I think I had that I had that issue as well, and then yeah, I think uh, this is something that you know is out of our control. I think we are using you know Twitter Spaces as a recording platform as uh, our outreach platform. We could always move over to Discord which is uh, usable as well. We have uh, Discord Nitro. I think likely the quality there would be as good. Yeah, but uh, I think that would be the, the worst case scenario. So I think for now, we will try our best to use Twitter Spaces. Hopefully everyone can hear us with a good connection. Yeah, sorry, that, that was actually my, my bad because I went outside for a cigarette and then my Wi-Fi connection went off and it connected to mobile internet and then... I suddenly couldn't hear you anymore. So sorry about that. Okay, that's cool. Nice. Glad to have you back. Hopefully the cigarette was a good break at the end. <laughs> you know, I, I stopped smoking for, for a long a long while already. Previously, I was smoking like maybe a pack in two days. Yeah, and I started vaping. And then from then on, somehow I just managed to cold turkey and quit. Maybe it was an NFT took over my addiction. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good trade-off, I guess. That's a good trade-off. <laughs> I have <see> one. <laughs> nice. Yep. Okay, so, um, yeah, maybe uh, we will follow along what Luda V-Shape was suggesting in terms of the, the list of topics that we can speak about. So we will speak about um, maybe a more Luda Punk's perspective about things that are happening. So firstly, we will speak about uh, what Strefko was mentioning. I think there's a proposal incoming that might be a little bit, um, it might affect us. Yep, so we'll speak about that. And then maybe we'll speak about um, a little bit about the all notes in the issue, if there's any questions, right? And then uh, a little bit about the updates from our project as well. Yep, so I think that is a really nice framework and skeleton of some topics that we can focus on. And then anytime you have questions, feel free to request again. Right? And then we'll bring you up and you can shoot your shot. Right. Nice. Yep. So yeah, today uh, Luna V Shape was uh, mentioning to me that uh yeah we have uh, an incoming proposal and this came from our L1 task force on Terra Classic. Right, our L1 task force, including Strathco, Ed, right, and they were mentioning that, you know, we want to upgrade our Terra chain, right? We want to upgrade our Cosm Wasm, right? As we know, Terra Classic is built on top of Cosm Wasm, right? And currently we're on a uh, sixteen version sixteen, right? And the whole of Atom, the whole of the Cosmos, is on version one. So there are some major changes from 16 to 1, which is vital in our Cosmos ecosystem. Mainly, this will help us with our IBC connection to the rest of the Cosmos, as well as allowing uh, you know, continuous upgrades for our chain. Yep, so the L1 task force are looking towards upgrading, and upgrading itself has plenty of issues as we know yeah because upgrading you know requires uh, code changes it requires us to look into the code base and have our development team to you know update the contracts 
Yep, so that's uh, quite a lot of work that is involved. Um, yeah, but that, having said that, uh, it has been done before by Cosm, Cosmos chains all around. Right, so I think as long as we have our connections with the rest of Cosmos, we should be able to um, upgrade our Cosmosm seamlessly. So, so what, what is the implication uh, yep. for NFTs especially and launchpads like Miata and Lunapunks? Nice. So what, what is the impact right for these NFT ecosystems? Um, so I think firstly, the proposal has a few different options in terms of the implementation of this Cosmosm upgrade. Right, so they were suggesting, I think the L1 Task Force was suggesting something along the lines of not upgrading. Four scenarios. So we have four scenarios. One is not upgrading at all. Right. Two is to you know, a nuclear option, like we delete everything and then we just uh, refresh the entire state. So our validators will upgrade to a totally new version of Cosmosm, right, of the Tendermint and Yep, that's uh, scenario two. And then we have another scenario, which is to have uh, the version 16 Cosmosm, 0.16 Cosmosm, and the version one Cosmosm. So having two, and then we will support both at the same time, running parallel. Yep. And the fourth one being an upgrade of uh, the contracts that are currently there. Right. So we will upgrade, the validators will upgrade the Tendermint version to from 0 0.16 to 1 and then at the same time mostly all contracts will fail but then you know that's where we have to upgrade the contracts uh, to support this version 1 Cosmosm right so depending on which option we choose the impact would vary significantly right so supposedly scenario 1 and scenario 3 is totally off Right. Scenario one is where we don't upgrade at all. Scenario three is where we run two blockchains concurrently. So these two are options that are totally off the sort of like off the table. You know, we don't really want to consider them. We definitely want to upgrade the blockchain, right? Because uh, you know it facilitates the connection with uh, the IBC channels, it facilitates new upgrades for us and also it helps us, you know, in, incorporate the newer changes and the new upgrades with the uh, Cosmosm contracts. Right. And and similarly, scenario three is just uh, a little bit too expensive and it's impossible to run, you know, both and inefficient, right? Yes, and inefficient. inefficient. And it's just so, too much. So if I understood you right. Either way, if we have the nuclear option, option two, or the fourth option, uh, we have to upgrade all of our smart contracts. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. So either way, you know, whether we go for the nuclear option or we go for scenario four, which is the upgrading, we still have to upgrade our contracts nonetheless. You know, this is a necessity. It's like the smart contracts that are up on the blockchain currently uh, relying on an older, older version of Cosmosm. Right, and then if we upgrade our Tendermint to run on the Cosmosm standard version 1, our smart contracts definitely have to be upgraded as well. 
So whether you know we decide to destroy everything like a nuclear option, we won't be able to deploy another NFT unless it is an upgraded NFT that is running on the Cosmosm 1.1, right? Which is the same for Scenario 4. You know, it's just that now we have to for Scenario 4, we just have to upgrade the contracts and migrate the old contracts to the newer contracts, which is the Cosmosm standard. Now, but I think having said that, I haven't tried uh upgrade migrating a contract from the older Cosmosm to the newer Cosmosm. So I'm not even sure if this is possible. Right. But I heard that Ed has a node that is running the newer Yeah, I, I think hold on a second. I think that was a totally different issue. But yeah, I, in any case I haven't tried migrating a old Cosmosm contract to a new Cosmosm contract. Although our main net Luna Punks, right? Luna Punks we have launched on Classic as well as Mainnet. So our classic contracts are on the 0.16 version of Cosmosm. And our mainnet Lunapunks is running on the newer version of Cosmosm. Right, so for us, we are okay. We actually have the updated uh, contracts already. So I've been through the process of upgrading yeah, but, the Spark contracts. Yep. But do, how do we transfer the data of the old Cosmosm? Uh, version 16 um, so basically how do we con transfer our nfts um, of luna classic to the newer version is that possible and how's that gonna work yes this that's a super important question it's like you know if if um, our l1 task force is talking about upgrading this uh, cosmosm right i think what's important to us is you know is the nft that i own now going to port over to this new Cosmosm upgrade, right? That's a super important question. And I think this is not going to happen if we go with the nuclear option, right? If we, you know, destroy all the smart contracts and we redeploy everything, that's not going to work out, right? So um, what we are doing, I think Strafco is also for, right? I've uh, raised to him the point that, you know, we should go for the scenario for, right? Not the nuclear option, but the other option where we upgrade our validators and we are forced to upgrade our smart contracts. I think this is something that is very important for us, you know, for LunaPunks as well as Miata and all the apps that is running currently on uh, Terra Classic. I think this option is the best, you know, where we try our best to upgrade our smart contracts, right? If you have any, you know, uh, questions regarding your smart contracts you need some help to upgrade i am here i can you know if you drop a message i can take a look at some of the queries that you have yeah but i think this is the best option that we have so far for upgrading our cosmosm the nuclear option just not we shouldn't consider that i, I yeah we would we would basically destroy all the development that happened so far on the chain right um mm -hmm. and also i mean we like what is Luna Classic? Uh, what value proposition does it have as of right now? And that's mainly play to earn games and metaverse uh, games because of our low gas fees, I guess. So I think this would take away a lot. This would create a lot of distress. Uh, just imagine like Luna Burning Nights, uh, Exodus, all these Miatas 
projects um, on top of us um, getting destroyed. I think that's not an option, right? But I think um, we are lucky that Strathcoli is also on the supervisory board of the Layer 1 task force team. So I think we have someone um, that is representing our interests of the NFT community in a good manner. Yep, that would be nice. And yeah, you know, if if the the strange thing is that, you know, when we say about like the, the slow gas fees, you know, so um, there is a proposal with uh, the current update of um, the fees for Luna, Luna Classic. So I think with that proposal coming up, I think our fees might actually increase. So I'm not too sure if it's going to be as low as we think it might true. be. Yeah, yeah true, so. true. I heard that. I think um, Edward Kim also published a Medium article where he was uh, talking about the Oracle pool and how it's depleting, that it's actually not depleting constantly, but rather um, a reversed um, exponential function. So um, we actually do have more time than just the two years that was calculated from some people uh, before the Oracle pool depleted. And he was suggesting, uh, because of our low gas fees, that we could easily increase them by 50 to 60x and still be competitive with other chains. So um, I do agree with him because the Oracle pool is that basically what's keeping this chain alive, right? With staking rewards and paying the validators to run and um, have the consensus on the blocks. So uh, yeah, I kind of kind of agree. That's And also we have to think that if we have parity with the whole other Cosmos ecosystem, then we would attract also other development on our chain, I guess. Yes, I think that's one of the, the important points, right? Because when we do have that parity, so people like to say the code parity and stuff like that, right? So I think what it essentially means is that our Cosmosm standard is matching with the latest Cosmosm standard that is posted by Cosmosm, right? So why that? Why when Luna Vship is mentioning about, um, you know, attracting developers, I think that essentially means that the already functioning DApps that are out there on the whole of Cosmos, right? They are likely on the latest version of Cosmosm, right? So then they can easily port over their DApps over to Luna Classic. So whether they do that or not, I think that is a totally different question. But essentially, if we do have that, that will then become an option. You know, then we would have that option open and it would give us uh, maybe some kind of bargaining chip, I guess. Yeah, but it's definitely something worth doing, right? Because uh, the main thing is that for us to enable uh, constant upgrades, right? This is something that our current chain doesn't support. So by upgrading our Cosmosm standard, we would definitely allow that. So I think this is something that we definitely must come across. And yes, thankfully, Streth Kuli is uh, you know, representing the NFT community. And I think it's nice to have him in the supervisory board. Yep, so I think that's uh that's good for us as a community and hopefully he you know represents us the right way and doesn't you know even consider the nuclear option. Yep, I think that is something just uh, 
just we shouldn't even continue. What 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 would we do if he, what would we do if um if the layer one task force team actually decides to go with a nuclear option? What would we do? We need to yes. campaign against it, right? Heavily. Um yeah, I think if they actually do that, I think that is an extremely uh uh worry worrying thought to have a worrying decision that they are making right because, yeah, well we need to talk about the worst case scenario here right i guess yes 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 yeah um if you ask me i think it is worry worrisome what i will do is that um for lunar punks as a committee you know our treasury is the most important thing right so what i'll do is that we will undelegate our entire treasury and then we will find a good time to convert our treasury to another chain i think it's important that you know if this l1 task force is deciding on a nuclear option i think this is we should consider somewhere else you know to migrate our treasury so i think this is something that we you know as a committee i want to protect you know our interests as well right our treasury is something that we have built up and you know, we are not going to let uh, this L1 task force just go nuclear on us. You know, this is not going to happen to our community. I have to take care of the people who have placed their trust in my project, our project. And yeah, I, I just don't think that the nuclear option is even a viable option. I don't even know why it is up there in the first place. I think it's there to trigger maybe uh, some kind of discussion, I hope that's the purpose <laughs> if that's the purpose then that would be the best case scenario yes i hope that is the purpose and if there's a purpose it is doing its purpose well right so um, yeah i think the best case is that you know the dApps that are currently on chain be respected in terms of having the state be continued right even if we go nuclear the dApps have to still upgrade their contracts so there's no point in going nuclear on them if they're going nuclear it's really about declaring war and i think this is not a blockchain that we want to have war in right we are a chain there's plenty of opportunities for everyone to grow right crypto is a place full of opportunities is the plane is green you know if we're talking about nuclear that's just not where lunar punks will be Punks will be in a place where everyone has a space to grow, and either we find that place or we will make that place. So, I think that is the take that we have currently at Luna Punks. That sounds good, that sounds promising, hippie. Uh, I am much more uh, relaxed hearing you uh, say that. That's that's a good strategy, I guess. But I think I think it's not going to come to that uh, point anyway. I strongly believe that. But hey, we always need to talk about the worst case scenario, I guess, at mm. least. <clears throat> okay, so uh, I guess we have that topic well discussed. If anyone has questions, please uh, feel free to come up as a speaker, request your mic, and we can hopefully answer your questions. Otherwise, we are going to go to the all notes topic a bit. I guess. Oh yes, the honors topic. 
Yeah, but I think funny, funnily enough, I have to admit, TP. Remember when I when we talked? I don't know how many months that is back now. Four months, I think, or three months, something like that. When we were considering um, running a validator node, um, and I kind of tried to convince CP that that's a good idea. I was heavily <laughs> campaigning for having it on all nodes first uh, to save us some time. But then Hippie uh, s- stood his man and said, it's not good because of these reasons. And now we see exactly the reasons you named uh, play out, basically. So congrats to you, Hippie, for that. Must admit. I was wrong back then, and you were right. And luckily enough, uh, we went your way. Mm, hey, no, 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 no. I, I don't know. I don't know about this. It's like... Um... You know, I don't want to say any bad about all nodes because to think about it, it's like they have a extremely clean track record. You know, if they are really like a professional service, right? They are doing a great job. They're in the service of providing this validator spin-up service, right? Such that people like us, we don't need to, you know, worry about the technical aspects of setting up a validator, right? Um, so yeah, I think they are, they have a great track record. I remember as well, you know, when we were setting up the validator because we had to create this validator by a certain time frame. I I I remember we we wanted to create this validator before um, one of the proposals. Yeah, so I think yeah, I think we had like one one or two weeks or something like that. I remember mm-hmm. that. I think two weeks. Yeah. 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 So it was a real concern, you know. It was real concern. It's time constraint, and then. It's uh, it's just an extremely viable option, simple yet easy, right? And then all we have to do is you know to uh, pay a little bit of uh, money to all notes, and then they will handle all this technical, um, the technical setup for us. So I think it's a viable option, right? Although it will have some kind of security impact, right? And um, yeah, I think just. To be clear, you know, they have a good track record. They have a good track record and it's a professional service. So they're in the business of setting up this validator service for, for others in the cosmos. So I think that, that works fine as well. Having said that, there are these concerns that were brought up by Jacob, right, about the validator keys. And that is uh, extremely, you know, important piece of uh, how do we say a piece of news right that we should consider as well why should we consider this not because um, not because all notes is not trustworthy all notes is super trustworthy there is not one instance where you know they have proved otherwise they are super trustworthy right the thing is anything can happen right with the business uh business hires employees right and employees you know maybe some might be able to be bought over right so there can be that possible loophole you know there is just that security loophole there which is questionable Okay, it's not something that is hard and fast, like, okay, this is super risky, this is a no-go, it's just questionable. I mean, for me, for, for me personally, I wouldn't care 
I, I wouldn't care if they would altogether be under 33% voting mm. power. But as them, the fact that they are over 33%, this, I think, is not no longer about all nodes being trustworthy or... Um, this is just um, a block risk uh, or a total risk of our Luna Classic chain and not only... And th this is something we need to talk about also because we have a responsibility for our NFT holders. We have a responsibility for people that invested real money into our our NFTs um, that are loyal to us. And what would happen if something would happen to all nodes, even though we don't have anything to do with all nodes? Um, hmm. So you see see the connection there. So yes, with them having over thirty three percent voting power. Um, let it be a legal issue uh, the entity is is facing. Let it be a board over employee that is getting somehow the keys or hacking the keys from the CEO. Um, there can be so many scenarios where um, this is a real risk, so to speak. So even though they have a good track record. So that's my personal opinion. Um, don't know if I, as a marketing person for Luna Punk, should advocate for that um, because also we, I mean, we are deeply embedded in this community and I'm personally also friends with people that are running the validator node on all nodes. So this is kind of like difficult for me, mm. but I think we do have a responsibility to speak out um, in order to protect our investors. That's my yes. take on it. Yep. So the worst case scenario, right, is that in one single proposal, right, they control the proposal and then they maybe they remove or they take out all the delegations from all the, you know, our committee pool, let's say. You know, so that's like one of the worst case scenarios. And then they essentially cripple or you know cripple our chain. That that is really the worst case scenario. It's not anyone, right? But maybe someone could do that with this concentration of voting power. No, I think the worst case scenario would be the chain hold. Uh, mm. Something happening to their internal servers. I don't know. They, them getting hacked, for example, all nodes. Mm. Instant uh, loss of access of all the validator nodes that are running on all nodes. We wouldn't be able to sign blocks anymore, would we? Yeah, I think... I think for that case, we would still have the rest of the validators signing blocks. It's just that this is a worrying, worrying uh, issue because unlike Ethereum, right, we only have a pool of 130 active validators. Right? This is unique to the Cosmos ecosystem. It's unique to the Tendermint consensus. Right? So uh, Ethereum has tons of validators. So you know, all nodes running on Ethereum is no is not an issue, right? Because um, the decentralization of Ethereum is way higher, right? However, this becomes a big issue on Cosmos or on Terra because there is a limit to the number of uh, validators that can be part of the active pool, right? So, yeah, this is something that is uh, truly worrying. You know, not that it is uh, it has happened before. Right. Um, yeah. The good news is that all nodes have been increasing their uh, 
their their fees, right? They have been increasing their fees. Um, yeah. So if you do, you know, care about this, I would recommend, right, that we delegate to the smaller nodes. Delegate to the smaller nodes. You know, maybe outside of the hundred digit, the top hundred validators. Maybe, um, hundred and one or 101 to 130, right? I think this would be nice uh, delegations to be delegating to, right? So this would, would that, give... Would that make any difference in the voting power structure? Not really, right? Mm -mm -mm. You know, I, think, I think it's important to figure out which validator nodes are run by all nodes, right? Such that it wouldn't be part of the, the chain, right? The entire regional availability. I think the the main the best case scenario is that everybody has every validator is running their own validator in their own network, right? That is uh you know self-managed and decentralized. That is the best case. So that if one validator or one data center you know fails, then it doesn't affect any other validator. Right now that there is a huge concentration of our validators on you know once one particular data center, then I think that becomes an issue. But maybe Allnode does have you know some kind of uh, reliability settings put in place. Maybe they have um, split across regions and you know across data centers different. Yeah, actually, I actually looked at. I actually looked that up. Um, they have a high concentration of service in Europe, more than in in Asia or uh, North America, which would indicate that a lot of nodes are running in Europe. Uh, that's another risk from my perspective because we have an energy crisis in Europe currently and a war going on with Russia. So I don't know how how beneficial that is for Luna Classic. Yes, yes, these are definitely worrying concerns. Um, hmm. What I think the best case scenario is, is that, you know, it's impossible to get all notes, you know, to, it's impossible to replace all notes. There will definitely be, you know, folks who uh, require this service, you know, there will definitely be folks who do not want to spend the time building this validator. Right? Yeah, true, but there's other service providers, right? Yes. Also, yes, so yes. if you would uh, diversify to other other service providers, then we would be fine, I guess. And also, if all nodes altogether came beneath thirty three percent, we would also be fine. So, and I we already see that some validator nodes are actually taking action. Uh, so Happy Caddy Crypto wanting to transfer um, transform in the next four months. Then Lunk eight hundred eight. Uh, said that he's gonna open up a new validator node and then have time to transition from that uh, all nodes uh, validator node to the new one that he's self-managing and then also who else toxic lab reached out to me by the way hippie uh, i referred them to you because they asked for help how to do how to set it up um, maybe we can help toxic lab to do that so we can contribute um for a safer chain, maybe. Yeah, I think I didn't talk to you about that yet. I, I just sent them over to you. I don't know if they reached out to you. 
Did they? Mm, have 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 not yet. I have to check the message requests. I don't think so. Yeah, I can I can uh send you the screenshot of his Twitter handle and don't know if they're on Discord. Yeah, so I guess once they reach out then I'll, I'll see how it goes from there. Yeah. So I think best case scenario is that you know people do run their own validators, you know, on bare metal servers. I run it on OVH Club if you know people need help, you know, to run it on a new uh setup, I can definitely help them. Uh yeah, running a server at my own house is a little bit more difficult because um, I have to care about the security. So I still do, you know, procure services from a cloud service, from a data center, right? But having said that, you know, it is self-managed, right? And it has its own perks. It has its own perks in terms of uh, the security is managed by the professionals, right? So they do have that form of... Uh, security and reliability in terms of the the cooling of the entire setup right i see i see foggy dice in here he has toxic labs in his twitter handle i don't know his position in toxic labs but maybe you can come up as a speaker and wait maybe i can shoot the other guy from toxic labs and invite that reach out to me yeah i think yeah any, anyway yeah yep. okay let's move on yep so it's actually pretty, the documentation, you know, to set up a validator is actually pretty well done. Ed has a post, maybe I can pin it up. Um, yeah, Ed, Ed, Edward Kim has made a post on, you know, setting up a validator node and running it up. So I followed that that um, setup. I think it works super well. Right, So I think this is something, you know, for us to really put an effort into. You know, if you are considering setting up a validator, you know, you should put some effort into it at least. Right. Edward Kim is our is our god man. He's our <laughs> he's our technical genius and he's the one that's uh, sharing. Right. So I follow a lot of uh, you know technical advice from him. So anyone who's uh, looking to migrate their validator node, I think first thing to to look forward to is to look forward for Edward Kim's uh, YouTube video. I think he had a YouTube video which I was following and that was perfect. You know, that helped me set up my validator node as well. So I think... Yeah, maybe you can... Can you can you uh, pin that up on top? It's because Foggy uh, Toxic Labs just uh, spoke to me and said he's on a mm. laptop right now. That's why he can't speak, unfortunately. I see. But it was, him, it was him reaching out. Nice. Okay, I'm I'm actually on my um what's this? On my PC running spaces. Yeah, I'm on my PC running spaces. It's a mobile uh application or something like that. Blue stacks. Yeah, so it's a little bit I'll, I'll try to find a post which um the validator note is um Edward Kim's uh recommendation for setting up a validator note. But I think the best case, you know, is to give me a ping on Discord because like um, I have the link on Discord. Yeah, or, or you send it to me on Discord, and then I send it over and copy paste it to to Foggy on Twitter. That's yes. how that works also. Yep. All right. So I think we talked about um, yeah, all nodes uh, in depth. I think. 
we can move on. Uh, what what else do we have on the list? Maybe can you give us some some insights into how the upgrading of the website is is doing? Are we in time frame? Are we going to manage to uh, release on in March? Is that still the plan? Yes, we will definitely still be aiming for March release for V two. Um, yeah, at the moment, um, we have listed down all our tasks, right, for the website as well as for the front end development. Right, so now I think now it's really about the um, execution from our front end developer. Yeah. And, yeah. and and if they are not not fulfilling their task, is it still an option to maybe outsource? the tasks to i think we talked about it a couple months back um i think there's there's like competitions or something for developers uh possible um that are handing in like designs and stuff like that and then we could choose a winning or is that not an option for you oh you that sounds good it? that sounds good like so um yeah but I, i'm just you know yeah i think i think there'll be a, a fun thing to do having a competition in terms of having uh, designs and stuff for our website, our V2 website. Mm. I don't I don't remember the website, what that was called, where you can do that. Man, I, I don't want to go through the, our whole conversation for three months. I'm probably not going to find it anymore. But yeah, I, we actually do have a long <laughs> list of uh, conversations going on. Yeah. Um, I'll manage to to find something and ask someone uh, for recommendation. Um, yeah, and how, talking about fun, uh, how would we fund it? So the funding. <laughs> uh, would we, like, what, what, what is your estimate of front-end development of a website um, as structured as ours? Yeah, so, you know, the thing about funding is it's, and the progress of the website, it's really difficult, you know, to create a website with no funds. It's sad that I didn't, you know, cash out our uh our mint, our classic mint funds. Right. So whatever that we had from our mint, you know, wasn't able to be converted to actual progress to our project. Right. Because there are crash and then you know, me being a lunatic was like, ah, oh, it's either go big or go home. And then <laughs> end up, I went home. So there's no funds for development. So the developers, the front end dev and the UI designer that's working with me, right, they are doing it purely out of their heart. You know, they're doing purely out of their heart. They are helping me, you know, try to achieve what I want for our community. So yeah, it is difficult as well to motivate people who, you know, motivate a team who have a full-time job, who, you know, are working on this for... Yeah, but, but can you give me reasons. an estimate? Maybe, maybe, I, maybe I know someone that knows someone that is like a very generous donator or something. Uh... Estimate, I'm, I'm not too sure. It's like, uh, I think with 
I will have to speak with the front-end dev. To me, I've spoken to them. It's like, um, they seem like they were okay with, you know, purely blood, sweat, and tears, like uh, shareholding of the profits of uh, whatever Lunar Punk says. I think that's okay with me as well. Yeah, but uh, we haven't really talked about the exact, you know, price that they are looking at. So for me, it's more of like, um, this is a test whether I should bring them together in this team. You know, because I've done Lunar Punk's website before, I can very much do it myself again. Right. Although I would love to delegate and focus on the smart contract aspect of Lunar Punk's, right? Because there's many things to do. There is um yeah, and more things to work on as well. I think one of the main things to work on is the the retrieval, the unstaking of our delegations. Yeah, so there are many things for the smart contract area to work on, so I would love to delegate. Yeah, but I think this time frame is a good sort of like test for my team, right? It's a good test if they are truly into this and they truly want our team to succeed. All right, all right, all right. Um, maybe we can incentivize them a little bit more with a little bit more funds. How about that? Mm, I, I don't know whether that would sort of like um, spoil the motivation. I don't know whether that would spoil the motivation. I think it is better. This is my opinion. I think it's better to you know, let them uh, run it with their pure blood, sweat and tears. And then if the website is really up to standard and the website you know, in March is you know, something that is um usable as well as fun to use i think then uh giving them the carrot is the right time you know since okay, sounds, have, sounds good to me i'm just uh, worried that we're not going to make it in march and then i don't know that would i think throw us a bit under the bus mm, see where i'm coming yes. from yes i really so, understand where you're coming from and you know to be honest there is uh, so many alternatives out there. There's OpenSea, there's Miata, there's, you know, so many better launch pads out there. You know, so uh, the competition is really stiff. Competition is really stiff. Uh, we are, you know, running on blood, sweat and tears. <laughs> we have our full-time jobs. You know, so um, yeah, I think yeah. Okay. In, at the end of the day, this is a community-run project. You know, this is really a a project that. Um, and as I said, I'm as me as a community member. Uh, I would love to, I don't know, pay five thousand, ten thousand uh, dollars, for that to happen, um, as a donation. You just need to accept it, hippie. Yeah, I I think it's a. Uh, I think. I, I really appreciate that. And I would say the same. It's you know, let's let's keep the carrot after you know the dough is made. Let's let's do it that way. I think that would be the best case. And and I think that would be really nice for the front end dev and a UI developer, UI designer, you know, to recognize that our Lunar Punks committee is super strong. Our Lunar Punks committee is strong and 
our community really believes in the vision that we have, right? Luna Punks being a community NFT ecosystem. I'm so happy, you know, that whatever that I've started has a strong backing from a strong community with people like us. I think this is a real blessing that, you know, Luna Punks, that myself as the founder of this project, uh, it's a real blessing. And it's really what keeps me going, you know, whether or not I find that, you know, my team, my front-end developer, my UI designer is not really, you know, as motivated as I am. You know, to me, it doesn't matter because to me, I am with the community I hear, my community members. It really keeps me going. Um, this is something that I have to learn as well. This is something that I've learned in terms of uh, being able to motivate my team. So I am still in the learning process. I will definitely try my best. I'll definitely try my best to keep uh, Lunar Punks, you know, coming up with constant upgrades, constant upgrades that we can, that can compete with the stiff competition. Yep. And we've been saying about the website V2 for a long while now. We've been speaking about it for a long while. So uh, stay tuned, stay tuned. By March, we would definitely have something. Right. And yeah, I think this is a good test for my team as well. And yeah, this is something that I have to go through. It's something that, you know, I understand the wait is extremely long, but let's see how it goes. Let's see how it goes. I think this, yeah, this is the part and parcel of building, right? Where building is slow and steady. You know, we might see no progress, we might see no upgrades, right? But yeah, let's let's just um, you know let me let me stick my head in the ground and keep building. And, yep. All right. As long as there's someone building in the background, I'm like I'm I'm happily waiting. Um, mm. Just I just can sense that some community members were a bit. Um, what? How can you say? Like uh, not as patient as me, probably. Um, so yeah, but I guess if we can deliver something in March, then we'll be good. Um, <clears throat> hopefully that's going to be an awesome experience and I can't wait to uh, to roll out the marketing strategy and the promotional videos that we have produced because they are looking slick as well so stay tuned for that um, can we talk uh, I know that's not one of your favorite topics hippie um, <laughs> <laughs> but can we talk about the mint price of Luna V2 because I am very bullish on Luna V2, uh, as you guys might know. Um, and I expect the price of Luna V2 to at least reach $20 in the next in in the next year. Uh, this is no financial advice, by the way. Um, but how can we possibly get any mints on Luna V2 if we have a mint price of 150 Luna uh, times that? times 20 or let's be conservatively in times at like times 10 right so and that gives you that gives you a mint price of $1,500 if Luna V2 price goes to $10 which so I this, think is likely this is the case if you're extremely bullish on the crypto market right so now I would like you to take the perspective of an extremely bearish outlook yeah, but, of the crypto but market we, but we are already uh, the Bitcoin price is already so much down. It it might gonna go to twelve thousand dollars, but that's it, pretty much. 
Yes, but the Bitcoin Especially as the Federal Reserve Bank and the central banks are close to pivot because they have so much debt that they need to finance with the increasing of their interest rates that they are running out of steam. So they will not be able to hire uh, interest rates much longer. Maybe. Right, so so mm. there's going to be a pivot point soon. And from that onwards, my Bitcoin price is going to go up. So while, while it seems like you have an extremely bullish outlook, right? There still is a case, you know, of extremely black swan events, right? Where an energy crisis and total energy wipeout, right? Where all the data centers are wiped out, you know, it's a total reset of the blockchain. You know, this is also a black swan event. It could happen. It can happen. Right, and who is to say that you know Terra would constantly increase to two dollars to twenty dollars? Right, what if it went down? It goes down all the way to twenty cents. So it's impossible to predict, and I do not want to keep changing the price, which I have done in Luna Classic. You know, I've changed the price here, I've changed the price there, according to the fluctuations of the market. It's I've learned my mistake. This is not going to work out. You know, I'm going to just keep. The price as is, you know, 100 Luna is 100 Luna. I think that is the way it's going to be for now and forever. Whether, you know, Luna it's at the price of $10, whether it's the price of $1,000, or whether it's at the price of $0.10 cents or $0.01. Cent. You know, 100 Luna is 100 Luna. This is what I'm willing, you know, to help an NFT founder set up their project, handhold them, upload their images and pictures onto the IPFS, you know, guide them towards uh, having a nice banner of the right resolution and to set up the entire project for them. You know, this is what I'm willing to work for. I think 100 Luna is something that I'm willing to work for, whether it's one cent or maybe 0 0.001 cent, you know. I mean, 50 Luna, because one Luna is going to the staking contract, right? So Yes, 150, yes. Yeah. So currently, Luna... On our mainnet is 150 uh, Luna. 100 goes to the to each individual uh, NFT, right? So each Luna Punks is backed by 100 Luna. And then because it's priced at 150, 50 Luna goes to the Luna Punks team, right? So currently it's held by me. And then when I find the right time, I'll split it with the team. So depending on hopefully our front end dev and our you know, UI designer, is you know up to par this is something that i haven't mentioned to them but in due time we will find out if you know they are truly with us right so yeah so this is where um yeah this is my perspective on you know having a steadfast um you know i maybe i'm being stubborn here but i want to be you know, in a balance. I don't want to be super bullish about, you know, the Terra price. I want to be, you know, in balance. That 100 Luna is 100 Luna, 150 Luna is 150 Luna. It could go up, it could go down. I'm not going to change the price whether it goes down or not. Yep, so this is my perspective. And I understand that the committee is extremely pissed off. You know, they are pissed off. They are like saying, oh man, yeah, but you know, to me, it doesn't matter. To me, I'm just going to keep it at 150 Luna. If nobody's going to mint it, it's okay. 
you know. Um, yeah, but how even, can that? But how can that be okay, Hippie, if no one win, wins? Like, yeah, because um, I'm working on Luna Classic as well, right? Luna Classic is also you know something that is uh, worth working on. At the end of the day, we are a community-based NFT ecosystem. Our profits from our launchpad goes directly to our holders. You know, so. So even I'm, if there's ten holders, then they're gonna share all the profits. Right. Um, currently it's not that way. Currently it's shared between the ten thousand holders. Right. So the old the early holders. Yeah, of course, of course, but I mean for Luna V2. So if you yes. would onboard an NFT project on Luna V2, um the fees generated by this project uh would go to no matter how few NFTs there are. So if there's fewer NFTs, you would have a bigger share in the the fees. Is that correct? Mm, currently, it's not like that. Currently, it's shared between all 10,000 of them. Yeah. So they're, they're earning rewards even though they're not minted yet. Yes, that's right. So currently, this is the case. But we could like incentivize people to buy in if there's few people that mint it by the other way that I just mentioned. Yes, it is possible. Because you would have an, a huge APY at the beginning, and then the APY would drop over time a bit. Right? Understand that. It's, it seems possible, but I believe it's technically impossible. <laughs> the reason being that the state that would be created from this kind of um, uh, maybe it's possible. I would have to think about it. So currently, the way I've designed the smart contract, because you know we have to design the smart contracts in a way that allows our validator to con to sustain the state without causing too much bloat, right? And if we delegate the rewards based on the current owners, the bloat might be a little bit too much yeah so the way i currently design it is to divide equally amongst all ten thousand. so this way the bloat of the state would be a lot less um yeah but this is something i can consider I have, as I well famous, i have a famous quote for you there was mm -hmm. once a very wise man uh he was called hippie he spoke to me and he said with development and coding nothing is impossible <laughs> yes Yes, definitely everything is possible. Um, yeah, and everything is a trade-off, right? For for time, for for resource and the complexity, and as well, I think in this case specifically is uh, our validator nodes, uh, Yeah. Um, yeah. So but I think that's a great idea, to be honest. Um, but we maybe we maybe you can think about it a bit, and then you can come back to me about it. Um, then I have another great idea. Um, what do you think about a limit per wallet that you can only put, let's say, 10 or 20 Luna Punks at one time on the marketplace? Hmm. That way you are reducing or, or spreading out the selling pressure, so to speak, which hmm. is um, a positive impact on the floor price. Okay, the, the reason why I don't, want to do anything i don't want to have anything to do with um you know spreading out the wallets is because 
in blockchain, it's so easy to create a new wallet, right? So having that is just, you know, an added complexity and it will just benefit people with the technical expertise to create multiple wallets and manage multiple wallets, right? So true, true. Think, that's uh, a valid argument. I think we shouldn't have this wallet limit. You know, if people want to, you know, hold as many wallets as they want, as many punks as they want in their single wallet, they should be able to, you know, because if we have that wallet limit, what will happen is that, you know, people with the expertise to create multiple wallets will have the added benefit and then it would create this inequality. So I think we should do away with that. We should allow people, you know, if they really wanted to sell, then let them sell it. You know, we should let it be open to the free market economics, you know, and yeah, if it is below 30,000 lunk, I think that's a good price to buy. So not not financial advice is not trying to say that, you know, there's a floor price or anything. Yeah, but in any case, just to remind everyone, um, our treasury is... 35,000, right? 35,000, yes. Yeah. Luna V-Shape <laughs> is our savvy Luna Punks investor. He knows what's up with Luna Punks. Yeah, so in any case, for, for those of us in our Luna Punks community, each of our Luna Punks has an eco stake of our treasury. You know, this has not been developed yet. I think this is something that uh, I'm looking towards as well. Yeah, I think the first thing that we have to solve is our undelegation, right? To allow um, our Luna Punk holders to be able to undelegate our rewards uh, as much as possible because currently we are, you know, limited by the seven undelegations. So I have uh, posted a discussion on Agora about extending the undelegations limit so i would be can you can you tweet that out hippie maybe um oh, yes. a link to that agora that would be awesome because then that way we would and then i can check also i, I want to go through the comments and stuff i want to get involved in the discussion okay let me go to agora website and yeah you don't need to do that now but maybe later um okay yeah, so let me let me write it down at least. Let me write it down at least so that I can remember. Okay, tweet about Agora discussion. Yeah, so this is about um increasing the wallet undelegation. So this will allow more of our Luna Punks holder to undelegate the their rewards. How did how did you do it? Did you do it kind of like a whitelist for our address only or in general? And no, no, did you do like a limit of 100 undelegations or how many did you ask for in the Agora? So what I'm thinking is that we should uh, increase the current limit from 7 to 1,000. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. I like that. I that's like that very much. So I've checked the code base. The upper limit of the maximum undelegations per wallet is actually super a lot. It's like maybe 4 billion or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's way high. It's way high. So uh, increasing it to 1,000 doesn't really make a difference. It just allows our smart contract to be enabled. You know, so yeah. Currently, there are some questions that were being asked. I think oh, man, that would be so awesome if that goes, goes through. Like, But I don't... I don't see why it shouldn't 
I mean, is there any counter arguments uh, security wise? So there, were, there was one question that was asked about the negative side effects of this increase. Yeah, so from my perspective, I don't think there's any, you know, side effects. I think the only side effect that if I really wanted to force, you know, something negative out of it is that someone can undelegate in small amounts. You know, so let's say if I really wanted to take well, that doesn't make sense if we increase the gas fees, right? So, yes, it doesn't make sense if we increase the gas fees. Also, it is possible, regardless of whether or whether we increase this uh, parameter value, right? Because if someone really wanted to take down you know the blockchain using this method, they could create multiple wallets, right, and undelegate the exact amount, yeah, but it can't be smaller the undelegation than the gas fees right so hmm. there is a limit to it so and we could actually calculate that i guess yes that's true so for example like if uh with the multiple wallets right if we were to do a undelegation about undelegation right then i think the difference would be the transfer Right, because when we create multiple wallets, we have to first transfer the the link over to the different wallets. I think that's where the the transaction costs would lie in. Yep. So. Um. So 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 what is the next steps uh, concerning um? Because in the future there will be a proposal, right? At some point that we're gonna write up. Yes. Um. Uh, actually creating this discussion to figure out if you know there's any um, considerations that i haven't thought of i was hoping that you know someone would uh you know write up in the discussion but i think since um, there's not much discussion anymore i think i'll go ahead with uh you know creating this proposal maybe sometime tomorrow and then... maybe maybe wait a bit maybe tweet it out today first so more eyes are gonna uh, get to it i'm gonna retweet it uh and i would happily ask the community of LunaPunks to retweet it as well. Uh, and then that way we get some traction uh, for that Agora post. And then we should double check for uh, comments or concerns. And if that goes through, then we shoot up a proposal. How about that? Okay. And can we shoot up and can we shoot up immediately a parameter change proposal? Yep. So that that is the that is what we want to do. I think we want to set up a parameter change proposal. Yeah, but I don't know whether this is possible considering that we are in the older uh, version of Cosmosm. So I think um, I'll double check with uh, one of the L1 task force to see if this is possible. Yeah, I think if you check my profile, it's uh, six days ago in between our governance proposal notes four and five. Yep, it's over there. It's tweeted over there. Yep, so we have this post. Hi, Terra Money and Cosmos Hub. Any thoughts on increasing staking max entries from 7 to 1,000? Yep, and then the link to the classic Agora is over there. Proposal to change max entries parameter from 7 to 1,000. Yep, so this would really help our community in terms of uh, undelegations. And then now they can, they would be able, if we, if this proposal actually passes, then our committee members will be able to undelegate. Uh, yeah, 
I think 1,000 is a nice number. One-tenth of our committee would be able to undelegate their rewards at any one point of time. Yeah, so that's perfect. So basically one-tenth of the whole collection can uh, undelegate every 10, every 21 days, right? So mm -hmm. I think that's a good, good trade-off. Any thoughts from Big Ben, Jay Boos, Lungsi, Bobo? Guys, I see in here with Luna Punks, uh, Tafia. Any any thoughts on the seven undelegations issue and the way we are moving forward on it? I see Jay Boos is connecting. Please feel free to speak. Um, yeah, I just popped in late, so. Um... Can you just uh, please give me the objective of what you guys are talking about? Uh, I'll go and read the prop, but yeah, what's the objective here, if you don't mind summarizing? Nice, right. Yep. So the objective of our proposal was to allow the max entries. So max entries is the unstaking wallet delegations per validator. Right, so specifically to our Lunar Punks unstaking of our rewards, right, because our rewards is managed by a staking contract, right, all 10,000 of our Lunar Punks holders is using this same staking contract, right, and because of this, what, what's happening is that we have this seven limit. A limit of seven undelegations per validator. Right, so only seven Lunar Punk holders can undelegate rewards at any one point of time. So this proposal uh, aims to increase this limit from seven to one thousand. So if this proposal but not per validator, but per wallet, right? Per wallet, yes, yes. Per wallet, per validator. So every every wallet can undelegate seven times for each validator that they delegate to. Yep. So across uh, across the that's just with um that's across the entire validator set or with just Luna Punks? No, with each validator. So if you have let's say I don't know, uh, 10,000 Lunk with Luna Punk's validator and you have 10,000 uh, Lunk with Mr. Diamond Hands, you can only uh, undelegate seven times from Luna Punk's and you can undelegate seven times from Mr. Diamond Hands until the 21 days are over and then you can do that again. Actually, that's a good question. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure if we try that out. Gotcha. So it's um, helping. Actually, I, actually, I'm not 100% sure either if it's across all or if it's per validator, <laughs> per wallet. Yeah, but, but it doesn't really matter, right? The issue remains the same for us. So, <clears throat> um, so it creates um, greater unstable. So we want to we put that limit to 1,000, basically, with our proposal. Sure. That yep. way, this... that was that would increase, um, yeah, the ability to to develop uh, stuff on the chain. I guess not only for us, but also for other use cases. Yes, All right. because 
Because this is and, an issue not usually faced by, you know, end users. Like for us, we we don't we will never face this issue, right? Because usually we delegate to you know, a few validators and then we undelegate to a few from them. Right. So we will never face we rarely la we rarely face this, you know, seven limit of undelegations. But for LunarPunks in particular, because our staking contract manages ten thousand holders. This is a vital problem for us. So, you know, having this proposal allows and enables you know smart contracts to manage many users uh, staking delegations at one point of time. And that way, you would be able, JBoost, to withdraw your rewards you get per punk more easily because you have ten thousand spots in, instead of only seven. Gotcha. Yeah, I think I understand. I mean, um, it increases the threshold um, of rewards withdrawals or unstaking. Um, sorry, yeah, I'm still a little gray on the on the topic, but I'll have to read up on it. I'll read the prop, and um, it doesn't create um, imbalances in, say, stake staking uh, liquidity i guess per se um in regard to like right now there's a a throttle or a threshold if this is increasing it does that create for the ability for uh mass unstaking events to be more it's not really right because because like if i want to unstake something personally i can just unstake in one go a bunch right so it's not really it's just increasing the ability to unstake small amounts more frequently, right? Got it. All right. Appreciate the uh, clarification, guys. Thanks. All right. Yeah. Do we have anything else to talk about? Yeah, I think uh, we came up with a really nice idea to incentivize uh, Luna V2 uh, minting by spreading the future fees with uh, current holders of Luna Punks, right? Um, I really like that idea. Maybe you can think about it for a couple of nights and days, hippie, and then we can talk about it again. Because um, I think that way we're going to get mints more fast. That way we get to finance the website development more easily. This is actually something that, you know, we thought of uh, from the start of the Luna Punks Classic. Uh, yeah, this is something that I thought of. And, you know, the reason why we, I ended up with the 10,000 owners and the fair distribution is because it is much uh easier for the validators to up, uphold you know, it doesn't the complexity in terms of uh, the state is much less yeah but uh, if this is something that is uh you know worth considering i think i would look into it i'll look into it and yeah i think uh yeah let me take note of this and yeah uh, maybe we look into this if see if even this is possible all right do we have anything else to talk about i think uh that's like the topics i wanted to talk about maybe hippie has something to add 
Otherwise, uh, we can sum up. And if anyone has a question, you feel free to come up and ask us. Yes. So waiting for you know more speakers or more questions, if anyone has. So I think the last thing that I would have is that uh, our auto-compounding function is working on our validator node. Right, so we are using Restick, which is uh, one of a Cosmos uh, D app that is supporting auto compounding features on validator nodes. Right, so we are part of their. Uh, we car we currently are using their ecosystem uh, auto compounding functions, and we are auto compounding every day at uh, four p.m. UTC. For about maybe I think eight of us, eight of our delegators have you know joined in this uh, auto compounding function. This is you know beside from our Lunar Punks auto compounding. This is not to be confused with that. This is specifically for our validator nodes, right? Our validator node has a auto compounding function, right? And yeah, so if I have a question like for that actually. Yep, I, I have a question concerning that. Is it possible to uh, decrease that time from 24 hours to, let's say, hourly? Because that's we're missing out on some APY here, right? Yes, we could we could decrease it. Uh, we could we could decrease it, but uh, I think that are you are you still doing it? Uh, are you ma do, doing it manually or uh, is it automated? Yes, it's automated. So it's a cron job in our validator node. So it runs uh, daily. Right, so the reason why uh, I want it to be done daily only because uh, cost transaction fees <laughs> yeah, and doing it uh, often, there is a higher transaction cost. Yep, so yeah, but, think... but, but gas fees are so small, AP. I think we gain more by doing it. Yeah, actually, I don't know. How about every four hours? <laughs> okay, yeah, I think. I mean, I can set it to every hour. I think that's fine as well. Uh, yeah, I think that's much better because like in one day, <clears throat> uh, you are actually missing out on some some APY, I think. If you consolidate that over a year, that that is uh, that is actually some, some serious coins you're missing out, I guess. Okay, let's let's do it uh every day every hour. <laughs> let's change it to every hour then. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I love it. Yep, so if you'd like to uh join in for the auto compounding, uh, there is a link on our website. If you go to our website, lunapunks.io, you would see three uh columns, right? The Lunapunks, the validator, and the launchpad. So if you click onto the validator, there is a enable auto compound function. So this would be how you you know enable the delegation for our validator uh, wallet. So then our validator would be able to re-delegate for you, and that's how the auto compounding is done. So the thing about this transaction, if you click on auto enable auto compound, the transaction will pop up. And then you'll be able to see this uh, enabling of uh, it's like a consent for delegation, and this consent only only enables uh, delegation messages, right? So it doesn't uh, it doesn't sort of like 
does any other uh, allowance for other kind of functions. Only for re-delegations for specifically the Lunar Punks validator node. So this is how the Restick app does their auto-compounding function. And I find that this is one of the best ways and it's trusted and open source. Right, so this is uh, a nice way to enable this auto-compounding. Yep, so if you like to join this uh, auto-compounding for if you have already delegated to a validator node, right, this would enable sort of like your, your delegation rewards to be auto-compounded. Right, so yeah, I would be changing it to an hourly instead of daily right and then uh yeah i'll see how it goes and monitor it accordingly and yep so this is just a small update from our validator node yep auto compounding function is up and supported by restick app and if you'd like to join check out the website slash i have one more question ap concerning yes. your the validator node uh it is located on a data center in Singapore, right? Yes, sir. Do you have uh, manual access uh, or physical access to that server? Okay, so I do not have physical access. I've requested for it before. I have no physical access to the data center. So nobody they don't, has... they don't want you running around there. <laughs> yes, so no, nobody has access to the data center, You know, not even the, uh, the employees over there. So it is uh, secure, it's highly secure. The, the thing about this, the thing about um, this data center is that they, they don't they don't they do not have USB ports as well. You know, so the validator keys are ephemeral, right? So it's stored within the state itself. Yep. So this is uh, currently how it goes. I have no access to the data center. And yeah, so whether it's bad or good, you know, this is something that that's the way it is. Uh, yeah, data center ran in you know Singapore, yeah. but I know the location of the place. It's just that I have no access to it. I think this is good for for us as well because it means that no one else has access to it. That's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, what what professional entity would have like like developers running around there, sticking their USB sticks into their ports? <laughs> that would be a bit weird, I guess. So it's all it's all good. <clears throat> um, yeah. Do you know if uh, how's the how's the energy situation in in Singapore? It's pretty secure, right? Yes. Yes. Because the server has uh, like backups uh, in in case you have like a power cut or something. Yes, mostly. and how's the internet connection of this data center? Is it like uh, do they have multiple? So, for example, do they only have one internet provider, or do they have multiple sources of internet? Yes, definitely they have a reliable, they have reliability, you know, part of their entire ecosystem. It's the same with uh, their data centers, not only in Singapore, but also in uh, uh, Europe and Canada and North America. They have data centers all around the world. Yep. So they have their own telco as well, you know, on top of the local telcos that they work with. Yeah. So their network is extremely reliable. 
terms of the fault tolerance and the reliability. Wonderful. That's lovely to hear. <clears throat> All right. That's, uh, that was my questions, basically. Nice. Anyone else? Anything to add? Please feel free to request the mic and we put you up as a speaker. Otherwise, I think we're going to sum it up, right? Or probably not sum it up, but uh, close it down. Yes. Yep, I think sounds good. I think no one else has requested. I think maybe, yeah, I think it will be nice to sum it up nonetheless. So we spoke about uh, a little bit about, you know, how our, our future proposal that is coming to Terra Classic, where we are upgrading our Cosmosm uh, standard. Right from zero point one six to version one point one, right. So this upgrade is vital for these our applications, our L two applications to take note of, right? Because we have to put in the effort of um, upgrading our smart contracts, right? So for Lunar Punks particular, we already have this upgraded smart contracts, right? Because when I have deployed it to the main net specifically to enable uh, Lunar Bugs, you know, to launch on their V2 on uh, our launchpad. We have already upgraded our smart contracts. So I spent time to upgrade these smart contracts and I would say that it is complex, but it is still doable. You know, so this upgrade of the Cosmosm standard, it, it will affect the app. So if there's any DApps that you're running or that you're close with, Right, do let them know that there is this potential upgrade of the Cosmosm and then and that we should, you know, be looking at upgrading this um our smart contracts as soon as possible. Right. At least that we have the upgraded smart contracts that when the upgrade happens, you know, we can just deploy it and migrate the smart contracts from then. Yeah, and then we also spoke a little bit about all nodes and then our perspective of um you know having all nodes being too high in terms of voting power, how it really impacts the, the you know authenticity of our blockchain and the security of our blockchain. Not really the network security, but you know our entire blockchain consensus as a whole. It's very important for our consensus to be decentralized and to be spread out across validators, and you know to not have one service be holding too much voting power, right? And having all the voting power in one single concentrated data center is also a huge risk that as a blockchain we should consider, right? Yep. And then we also spoke a little bit about um, our main net Lunar Punks price, <laughs> right? Which in which um, I'm a little bit adamant about keeping it over there as is right and then we also spoke about uh, you know some functions in terms of uh, having our v2 be splitting the rewards according to the holders the current holders right so if we only have 35 lunar punks the rewards will be split amongst these 35 holders and not amongst the entire 10,000 holders right so we also spoke about a little bit about uh, our auto compounding feature on our validator node. So if you're if you have delegations on our validator node, do check out the auto compounding function to make 
full use of our validator, you know, staking functions. So I think that possibly sums up all that we spoke about on this session. This Thursday yes, I just wanted session. to add, you can do that on our website, lunapunks.io. Yep, so I think this would be a nice time to end it off. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for being part of the Lunar Punks community. It is a pleasure to have you. It's a pleasure to have uh, Lunar V-Shape as well. It's a real blessing to have him. And I always say this, and I can't repeat this enough. It's a blessing. And I really appreciate Lunar V-Shape for being here. And thank you so much for you know joining in the Lunar Punks Thursday night. If there's anything, you know, if you're a little bit shy about speaking out, please do drop us a message. Luna V-Shape is the most responsive person. And you can also message me. Right? Message me, give me a ping on Discord, I'll reply as well. Yep, so thank you so much. If you have any questions, feel free to ping us on Discord. If not, have a nice rest of the day and see you around. Right? And hope to have you on our Luna Punks main net as well. So have thank a good you. one, everyone. And thank you, Hippie, for hosting this space, this monthly Lunapunk space. <laughs> See you all at latest uh, in the next month. Nice. And hopefully by then, we would have our website B2 up and running. All right. So thank you. And I'll end the space. Have a nice day, everyone. Bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the Luna Punks AMA, hosted by Hippie and Luna V, recorded on Thursday, January 26th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. If you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support. When we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep it hands off when the play is a bust. Plain old and just, so we keep it on the one. Blast off on the two. Help me see the three. Third eye open wide, checking out the scene. Razor beam focus, star scream jokers. Living off the fat of the people they approach. Tell me what happens when the land fights back. With the cliffs at our backs, make the last stand matter. No one ever planned for the famine on deck. We was walking all erect with the dead man swagger. Sitting in a little den, vision in the middle men. Listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble billion. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble billion. Little den envisioning the middle men Listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next No one gave a shit till the drugs all dried up Everybody died from a bad batch of Lysol But it didn't matter we was all hyped up When the pedal hit the metal he just didn't have the right skill Watched in the daytime till the night curfew Rats in a cage till they make time to murk you Got a little job that falls under my purview We gotta get this mob away from the birds view. Gotta find cover. Wipe off the bird poop. Ride off the work while you try on the worst juice. Blinded by perps who try to reverse truth. Slide like Fox News just trying to lie to you. Eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants. I can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis. Mock 
up a basement could call me resilient Waiting for the internet to make me a b-b-b-billion In the middle men listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then talk about how While the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Talk about how while the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Terror Spaces